The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one on the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. How are you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Sharice Baguette, real estate broker, media producer, and three-time author. Sharice, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. What a great conversation we've had so far. I know. It's been amazing. So everything but real estate, right? Right. You have <laughs> so enlightened me. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, we have brought light into each other's lives. I agree. So I appreciate you. Thank you. But let's start by talking about where you're from originally. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm actually, I'm a farm girl. I'm from Iowa, uh, surprisingly. You're right. But I mean, mind you, it's Des Moines, Iowa. So that is part, you know, that's the city part. Yeah. But my roots actually really do go into agriculture, like my family, uh, we have another side of my family on my father's side uh, and grandfather's side are from Oklahoma. And uh, so we had like four farms. Wow. <laughs> Pretty cool. Not what you would think, right? I mean, no. it just assumes, you know, <laughs> right. someone from the city, they're from the city. So I know, right? yeah, <laughs> you don't get too, too many people from the, you know, right. rural areas, the farm area. What was that like growing up? I mean, it was cool. Mind you, I, I'll say... I always tell people that I have the best of both worlds because I'm from Iowa, but I was actually raised in Chicago. So I feel like I would have a little bit of country and city. So I got a nice balance. And getting to go back and forth. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Go out. Uh, I remember spending like a, a summer, like a week on, you know, on the farm and sure, sure. literally playing with the pigs and that's so cool, <laughs> eating though. cow's tongue for the first time. You know, but I, I love that side of me as well, you know, and it's just such a more relaxed environment out there you know it's slower yeah life is a lot slower well let me ask you not to get too far ahead of ourselves right but thing to today where how you look back at those experiences in being in the city and just knowing that not everyone has that how how has that shaped you and that you can say today this is who i am because of those experiences wow oh, wow i don't know how deep we're gonna go with that because <laughs> you know we can go want. deep I mean, i'm yeah. just saying because like everything every experience uh from iowa to Chicago, all the good, the bad, and the ugly, it really has, you know, I look at how that, it, it's made me who I am. Of course. So I'm, I'm, I'm in love with all of those experiences, um, even at the core of um, <laughs> my real, my, like my real story yeah. <laughs> that I write about in my books, about like my background and, and what that looked like. And it was ugly, you know, but it's, oh my God, it shaped me into the woman that I am. It, you know, that adversity has made me so strong, so much stronger. You know, it, it, it's those adversity, those hard times. It, it's made me a believer in miracles <laughs> because I had to see, I see them, right, you know, it, those right. things were birthed uh, through some very despairing times, Absolutely. tumultuous times. I mean, I can't imagine that the person you are today isn't as a result of those difficult things, right? You know that people that you meet that have that light, they've been through something. I mean, you know that now, right? Wow. But take me to how you ended up pursuing real estate in Chicago, staying here and making this your home. Well, I have to say this. Uh, if we, when we, get, we uh, switch over to the real estate side, 
my parents uh, both were in real estate. Oh, no way. Yes. Uh. So both of them worked for the Department of HUD. So I, I come from an Army family. Almost everybody was in, in the Army or in the military except wow. me. Wow. So I have a sibling in the Air Force, one in the Navy, several of them in the Army. My father was in the Army. My mom was in the ROTC program. Wow. And then I, I, me, I think me and one other sister, we escaped it. A few other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, when I say yeah, escaped, I'm just saying we just took it. Wasn't, a, we, it wasn't it was our it wasn't our calling it, it wasn't, wasn't God's will. it wasn't God's will for us to go that direction yeah, yeah. but uh, I will say that both of my parents um, worked for the government Department of HUD in particular here in Chicago and my father was an appraiser and my mother worked in the foreclosure department so you know all growing up I I mean even all the way to adulthood I can recall my mom you know just boasting of how she helped thousands. She said ten, tens of thousands of people saved their homes. Wow. She was proud about that. Yeah. You know, she was really happy that, you know, she was able to make that, have that kind of influence in people's lives. So I remember that. And, it's cool to hear yeah. that story knowing you now and like, <laughs> oh, okay, I get it. It makes, it makes a lot of sense, right? Yes. To be able to connect those dots. Yes. So was it just a natural fit for you to pursue real estate? I think so. You know, you know how it is life, life is. It's, it's about the journey. Absolutely. It really is. You know, I don't know that when I was, I don't know, in our early teens, if I saw that, but it's like I arrived, I made it here. It was part of the journey, you know, I, I think after my divorce, I definitely knew, okay, real estate, I think that's the direction, but it still took me a few years to get there. So I'm here now, I'm, I'm, and I know that I'm supposed to be here. I'm in the right place at the right time, and, and I'm excited. I'm, I'm so excited about really making an impact in people's lives through real estate. And you really do. I mean, it, I, can't, I can't imagine that it's just real estate, right? As, as you make these friendships, and yes. one of the things that you'd mentioned I thought was really cool was, um, when uh, talking about one of your recent clients and being 72 years old and how it was her first home. Yes. And tell me about, but the way you translated that. Yes. I, I that, would, that meant something more. It did. As soon as she told me, she said, I'm, I'm 72 years old and I am purchasing my first, I am a first time homeowner. I'll or 74, right? 70, yeah, so, except 72, 74. I'm like that. Yeah. She's right, like, within that, that close yeah. proximity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 70s. <laughs> it, yes, in her 70s. And right away, I, I think I grabbed my heart and said, oh, I said, what an honor. That's the way I translated it. Oh, my God. And that's how I look at it. Each person has a different story. And I look at it, I see it as an honor and a privilege. I see it as God entrusts me. Yeah. You know, this is precious cargo. You know, each person has this journey, and I get to be a part of it. It's just amazing. And also, too, the one thing you had mentioned was that what you got also was never stop dreaming. Oh, right. Yes. That was the that was exactly what came to my mind yeah. when I heard that. Is wow, this woman has dreamed, and she's so excited. <laughs> she called me and she, uh, I talked to her this week, and she said, "Come on, let's get going. I want to get." Yeah. I'm like, "Okay, all right." Well, you know, she's waited 72 years, but she's like, "I'm ready to go now." That's so, so I'm awesome. like, "All right." I said, "You've got the right person. We're gonna. I'm gonna take care of you." That's so awesome. So you focused on residential at first, and, and yes. really made that your uh, yes. bread and butter, right? Yes, sir. Now. The one thing I love that too was just focusing on service and solving problems is, is that you're going to be trusted with more. But yes. when you when you do that, the money follows and it's not something yes. that you're chasing. Right. No. When did you adopt that in terms of your business? And what advice would you give to, to newer brokers mm. as they really start to focus on providing a 
a service, right, of value yes. to others. It's interesting that you ask, where did I get that? Like, where did, you know, that nugget? And I would have to say it goes it goes all the way back into my 20s, just like having a customer service background. That was at the core. Mm. I remember walking into a job interview for customer service representative, and it was at a, a large corporation here in Chicago. And I remember I walked in, and I was in my early 20s, and I went in to interview. And I remember when I when I when I left, I was scratching my head because the, the manager had offered me a supervisor position. He had offered me a management position, and I said, "How did?" I remember shaking, scratching my head, like, "How did that happen?" You know, because uh, you know, obviously, people see things in you that you don't see. Mm-hmm. But at the core, that has just always been uh, something that I knew I was called to service. I knew that that was one of my gifts. It's actually a gift, you know to be able to desire and have a heart at the core for people. So it just was a easy, it was an easy fit for me to be a customer service manager. It's an easy fit for me to be in real estate because it's really about servanthood. And, and I, then I, you know, as I began to um, listen to different uh, motivational speakers and different coaches out there, like Dr. Rob Thompson is one, uh, who else? Jim Rohn is one, you know, where we talk at the core, it's really, hey, the more problems you solve, the more money you make, sure. the more people you serve. And the more problems you're able to solve for people, you know, you look at a toothbrush, a toothbrush solves problems for millions of people. And so I'm sure whoever patented, <laughs> they've made millions of dollars. So it, it's, you know, at, at, for me, it's not about the numbers. And I know there's people that chase the numbers. People know that there's a lot of money to be made in real estate. You know, and I feel like any industry where there's a lot of be a lot of money to be made, you're going to find greed. It's Absolutely. just the truth. Absolutely. But at the core, it is about service for me. It's about serving people. It's about touching a life. I get to, and I just see that as such an honor. And, and you know, it kind of brings up to me this this a, a different clarity in terms of what you just said. That you know, for someone like you who has that heart and wants to serve, it's a great business. It's a great industry, right? You get yes. to do those things. You get to get paid for doing that. But it, but again, there is that other side of it that if you're chasing, if you're one who's chasing the money, yes. you're going to find it there. But if you're doing it for those reasons, you're not going to give that level of service and of quality that someone who is aligned with that as an industry, right? Yes. What do you see as that happens that, you know, it, it happens and you're working with you know other agents, realtors. How do you navigate that where, you know, this is not who you are, but also you, you have to accept some of those things that are part of an industry where mm-hmm. it's susceptible to greed, like real estate can be yes i mean the money's there we know it uh i mean millions you can make millions you know but it it, it's really just again it goes back to what are your core values what's important to you uh you know i know you asked like what would you what would you say to a new realtor coming into this business i mean also this this is a business that's really about the grind i mean it's you know it's a you're coming into an industry that's 100% commission. Yeah. There's a lot to be said about that. Yeah. It's not for everyone, you know. But so so there is a grind. So there's this delicate balance of like, you know, I've got a grind because in as an entrepreneur, we only eat what we kill. Right. Right. So it's like, you don't kill anything, there's nothing to eat. But I I, I believe that in any dream, any business, anything that's that you have a how do I say it, a dream for, a heart for uh, you're going to have to have faith. It's part of the, it's, it's just part of the equation. It's part of the recipe. So you're going to have to believe in yourself 
and uh, and uh, and I also believe I, I'm a woman of faith, just believing that your steps are really ordered by God, that you're doing what you're, you know, you're in the industry, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're called to what you're doing, because you will be tested. If you don't believe, you will be tested. And, um, and that's part of the process. It's, it's not a bad thing. Uh, we need to be tested. Uh, you know, before we get into, before we purchase that car, uh, it has went through rigorous testing. You know, that, that car has literally, they've taken that model and they have slammed it into uh, going 50 miles, 60 miles an hour to make sure that seatbelt works. Uh, when we think about a baby, uh, uh, you get a newborn baby, you know, and, and it has, you go to the store and you buy all these different products, you know, the baby shower, you've got all these products and you've, you've taken nine months to prepare for that child. And when the baby comes, you want to hope and believe that the company that provided whatever, the lotions, uh, the, you know, the, the eye drops, they've tested that. They've tested those products to make sure the integrity is there. Yeah. So you're coming into a business, you know, you're going to be tested. So to make sure that you are ready and you are who you believe, the very things you've said out of your mouth, you are who you are. That's deep. I mean, it's, but it's true, though. And I don't think people give that. Uh, attention when they think about the person they want to become it's about what they want to get oftentimes mm -hmm. and so they always chase that right and they yes. and they do that but and also for you that the aspect of community and, and building community but oh, also yeah. giving back is so important to you tell me about that and how that incorporates into your your business uh, yes i love it uh, I, i'm totally a believer of community and and i believe that we all are here for purpose and we have a divine purpose and and you need to find out what that is. And, and your passion is connected with your purpose. I believe in all of that. And I, and I love that I get the opportunity to, to give back, you know, even as a writer uh, with my books, my motivational speaking. I, I love that I get that this, even the real estate, you know, there is a, how do I say it? You know, there's a look, there is an image, there's all of that that comes with the business, that comes with some of the things that we do. I use all of that as a platform. I use it all as a voice to give back. I use it as a as a as a means to inspire others because I know what I've been through and I know what it takes to you know to come from nothing. I know what it takes to come from adversity and to have to push back and to be an overcomer and what that looks like. And I, I love it when I get those opportunities to go back onto the west side of Chicago and talk to a group of women who are, you know, they're young mothers, they're young teens, and they don't really know where their life is going to be or, you know, um, undeserved communities and be able to speak life into to them or just or even a woman's conference and be able to talk to women about dreaming again knowing what it's like to have to feel like your life is shattered after you know 28 years of marriage and then have to start over with nothing to start over from scratch <laughs> and and know what that feels like yeah but but you can dream again yeah you know what i mean that there's there's still hope and to be able to speak life and if if real estate is one of those things that allows me to do that, then I'm, I'm all in. I love that. I love that. And, and you, you can tell that you're passionate about it. You can tell you're passionate about people. And I'm sure that the first time you saw someone smile and be super happy about something, that it yes. transformed you, right? Yes. And you were addicted. <laughs> yes, I Now, tell me about that in terms of the, the books, right? How that's played into it and what you felt motivated to write three books. Oh, wow. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. So 
one of uh, two of the books were really or one of them I'll say I'll start with the first one a cookbook that I did it was a it's actually a companion to a TV show that I produced and you know so if I speak on that I I can't I can't talk about that right, without right. speaking about dreams so like having a concept and an idea for a kids cooking show when there are no kids cooking shows and maybe some of the networks are saying we don't really believe kids want to cook but I I had a dream and that it's something about that when you have a dream and something you're inspired by God to do something, it burns in you. Yep. It's a passion and it doesn't go away. And that's how you know, okay, keep moving forward. There's And through the process, there's all of these uh, amazing uh, miracles that happen along the way to inspire you and encourage you to keep going when everything around you says no. And I was able to experience that. So uh the, it's actually a companion to a cooking show that I did, and and I saw amazing miracles. And I write about those, a lot of those stories, uh, of those miracles that I saw through the process in my book called You Can Soar. So so wow. you've got the cookbook that's you know practical, teaching people how to cook with their kids, but the story that you can soar is actually about that that uh, journey and and just my story of like I said pushing past adversity and abuse, you know, dealing with some of those things as a child and being in the system as a teenager, you know, uh, and and again, so I can go back, you know, when I was in that state of mind, you know, things were so, oh, they were so dark and, you know, it, you just didn't know, I didn't know as a teenager, like how I was going to, I, I knew, I remember times I didn't want to live, yeah. you know, because I remember thinking I'm so young and I've been through so much. Is this what life is going to be like? So so for me, yes, it, it, it's everything to be able to go back and be empowered to a group of young people and say, you can make it. Mm-hmm. Like where this is right now, this is not where it stops. You know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel and there are dreams and passion inside of you. And there is purpose inside of you. You know, this is not the final destination and you're going to be able to help someone else. And they look at me and they're like, and, and to see tears coming down there and, and, you know, young women bursting out in tears and we having to go get tissue because we're speaking life. See, that's what that's what this is about. So. So, yes, I hope I, I hope no, I answered that. No, you you know? absolutely did. I mean, <laughs> it, what I'm hearing a lot, too, is. There's a theme here, and it's it's dreams, right? To dream yes. big, yes. never stop dreaming. There's no age, there's no limitation None. on your dreams, and you yes. gotta you gotta first have them, and then you know pursue them. So for you, what what's the dream? What's the vision for the future? What do you hope oh for? You know what what can we expect? Oh wow, there's so much uh, inside of me that I'm so excited. I'm, I'm like busting at the seams. You can't see it on the inside. Oh, we can but, see it. We can see it. <laughs> uh, you know. For even there's just so much like I, there's more books I'm working on another book it's, I have a book that's going to be coming out like within the next uh, 60 to 90 days that's exciting so I'm publishing a new book and there's a few more to come after it you know I want to really talk to women in business and entrepreneurship I've been an entrepreneur for over 25 years and it's funny because when, when I tell people that they're like wow amazing I'm like no you don't understand this it was rough this is this is entrepreneurship is not easy right. and I and I also know about just bal- that whole balancing life with being a wife, being a mother as an entrepreneur, and then just being a woman, yeah. you know, and and how and having to balance all of that, you know, without losing your mind, like yeah. still keeping your sanity through the whole process. So I want to talk to women in that and uh, talking about, uh, I have a book that I'm writing right now about fathers, fathers, and this, the importance of fathers in uh, fatherless generation is my working title. So, you know, just talking about like, the impact 
that fathers have in our lives and how we have a generation. It's unfortunate where so many, so many of us didn't have our fathers for different reasons. And some of us had fathers, but they weren't present. And how that has affected us from men to women. It's not just a woman thing. It's a, we have men that have struggled. And, and I've been blessed to be able to not only speak into the lives of women. I know I mentioned that, but I've also worked with programs where they were all men. And I'm like, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. And they're like, you're the, you're the first woman that we've had come speak at wow. this program. And I'm like, are you serious? And they're like, we just believe that you can help these men. And I, and uh, and this was like a program in the city of Chicago. Uh, how do I say it? In uh, under under underserved, underserved yeah. yeah areas, you know where it was pretty rough. Um, men that were incarcerated, and they're out of the system. And I was just like, what am I doing here? I'm shaking in my boots. But I knew my faith knew that I was brought to this place for a reason. It's part of the journey, and I and I just used those. I, I used. How do I say it? There's purpose in your pain. That's one of my chapters in one of my books. Well, I like There's that. purpose in your pain. And in that moment, uh, I was able to talk to those men, and I took that pain from when I was a childhood and those experiences, and in that moment, they were able to identify. And I remember I got a call that uh, uh, Arnie Duncan uh, said, this is one of his programs, he said, who is this girl, Sharice Raglan, that the, all the guys are telling me about? And I was like, wow. I was able to speak from a perspective, speaking to men's lives, and yeah. maybe I was the mother in that moment that they never had. I was the sister that they needed. I was the cheerleader that they just needed yep. within those weeks that I was afforded. So this thing can get deep. I'm trying to keep it light, no, uh, but amazing. I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate about uh, inspiring people to dream and 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 to uh, to take that pain and to make and to find purpose in it. I love it. I love it. Well. On that note, I am very grateful for you (laughs) for sharing that passion. Again, thank you so much, and I can't wait till the next time. Thank you. Likewise, thank you for having me. This has been a blast. 